Taking an old school bus, spending two years on a build-out, and then hitting the open road may not be for everyone, but it is just the thing that Ryan and Lauren did. Stay tuned to hear their story. Welcome to RV Out West. I'm your host, Brooks. My family of fours base camp is located in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, and our RV adventures radiate out from there. Please grab a mug of coffee and join us as we discuss RVing around the American West. From sweet camping spots, gear and equipment, to tips and tricks, we've got you covered. We are RV Out West. RVing here in the Pacific Northwest is always full of surprises. Around each bend in the road could be a breathtaking vista or a fellow traveler in search of adventure as well. It is the latter of the two that if you're open to experiencing, can be well worth the time. For instance, our son has earned his arrow of the light in Cub Scouts. And this past spring, we had one final camp out with that Cub Scout pack. It was here that I met Ryan and Lauren of the Lost Llama Bus. I must admit that I'm intrigued by schoolies and those who do build-outs and breathe new life into an old school bus. They turn them into a tiny home or, for lack of better words, a motor home. I had the pleasure of sitting down at a picnic table with my field recorder in hand and we chatted. I am excited to share this conversation with you and am super thankful to both Ryan and Lauren for coming on RV Out West. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so I want to start a little bit with you guys could kindly just go ahead and briefly introduce yourselves. Maybe, you know, how you guys met, where's Sticks and Bricks home, that kind of stuff. Just give me a Sure, yeah. I'll start. My name's Lauren, and this is Ryan. And we met in um, Virginia at work, actually, together. And I'm originally from Connecticut. I lived there for most of my life. And then I moved to Virginia, where we met. And then we moved uh, to South Carolina, to the Greenville area. And that's where we bought the bus and... uh, converted it and everything and what do you guys do for work um or did i mean or did. yeah <laughs> um so i'm actually traveling uh, i do physical therapy um yeah and i work um remotely as a clinical supervisor for a behavior analyst program that works with children with autism cool yeah okay and sticks and bricks home is there is none anymore <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we're full-time um in the bus as of Christmas Eve mm-hmm. last year, so about five months now. What a great way to start it, Christmas Eve. What a fun yeah. way to start it. <laughs> it was literally the coldest day. It was about 10 degrees, I think, when we had to fire it up and go. That's awesome. <laughs> so why don't you share with us a little bit about your journey so far? I mean, here you are all the way out in Washington State. You were started on the other side of the country, so give me a little bit of the story there about the journey. So I think when we started, a lot of it is based off of, you know, his contract work. So when we started, we wanted to kind of go a little bit ways away, not all the way across the country for our first stint. So we landed in Austin um, for our first about three months or so of traveling. Um, So we were there. We really enjoyed our time there and loved the food. We went there primarily, I think, for the food. We've never had set foot in Texas before, so it was brand new to us. So we spent about three months there, and on the way there, we hit up New Orleans, some of the Gulf Shores, things like that. Um, How long did you take to get from Greenville to Austin? About 
two weeks maybe yeah yeah just about two weeks so we took our time yeah. since it was around the holidays and everything and then we stayed there and then we originally were looking to go to Colorado next but this has been a dream spot for us for a really long time we've always wanted to come to the Pacific Northwest and so Ryan we were one night we were just talking and Ryan's like hey there's a contract that came up in this area nice. do you want to go for it and we were like, sure. So we ended up here. It was Getting here was long from Austin. It was how many miles? A little over 2,000 yeah. miles. Yeah. So, it so was, we did take two weeks to get. Yeah. 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 And we get did uh, White Sands, Moab, stayed at a couple harvest hosts along the way, and then landed here. Yeah. About two weeks. Oh, Salt Lake City, too, we did. Uh, let's talk about the bus. Why did you guys decide to convert a bus? Well, initially we were looking at RVs mm -hmm. and we would go and shop and none of them really fit our lifestyle and our family. A lot of them had bunk beds and, you know, with three dogs, one cat and us in a hundred square feet, every inch of it needs to be designed for your life. Yeah. So then it was vans. I got her in a van and she said, there's no way. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> so scouring the internet, we actually found this one in a very small town in Saluda, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. At a Ford dealership. Yep. Yeah. We went and looked at it and it was, it was just such a good size. We knew we didn't want to do a super long bus just because of the maneuvering. You know, we did plan to not just stay in one spot. We knew we were going to travel with it. I mean, we got a day of that we looked at it and I think... The, the idea that we could design it however we wanted, do the layout however we mm -hmm. wanted. I mean, once you got it, which was fun, you can <laughs> kind of set it up to be exactly what you need. So I think that was one of the, the reasons we went for it. And the durability of the construction mm -hmm. of Schoolie, how it's designed. <laughs> kind of answered this already, but why you chose this model, meaning like a short bus versus a longer one, was basically the maneuverability were there any other deciding factors no not really like i said when we first got it it was a lot of mountain driving and anyone who's ever driven in the mountains knows that you know a 30 40 foot bus would be a little hard this one is a i think particularly this one we liked the handicap door on the side to have two openings and then we also liked that there were no wheel wells to build around that's, oh, that's a big, smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Smart. So that was, and then the engine is a, a 7.3 power stroke. So essentially, it's an E450 cutaway chassis. Okay. And then they sent it up to Canada, and Bluebird put the school bus top. How long was your build? And then to follow up <laughs> to that, tell me, share with us a story about your build. Oh, okay. Well, it was it was about two years. We both worked full time when we were converting it, so it was nights. And weekends pretty much we definitely would build a part of it and then go somewhere though so it's not like we built straight for those two years once we kind of tore it all up we threw a blow-up mattress in it and took it went up to Pisgah for the weekend Pisgah National Forest which was pretty close to where we lived um, and we would spend a weekend in it and then we'd do a little bit more yeah, and with that, we would also try things out. So we built the bed, we went to the Georgia mountains, and when I came back, or we came back, we had to 
rip up the bed and redo it because it was too high for our dog to jump on. Like our little dog. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was kind of the thing. Like we had to, you know, this is the second kitchen that we have in it. Mm -hmm. The first one just wasn't doing the trick. So I was really fixated <laughs> on doing an L-shaped kitchen when we were laying everything out. And then we put in an L-shaped kitchen and it was just so awkward and tight that I was like, nope, just kidding. We weren't going to get rid of this and do something else with it. So it was a lot of that. Seeing what worked, we initially in the kitchen had a vessel sink and we got rid of that because it just wasn't to do the dishes and things like that. It just wasn't very workable. So it was a lot of trial yeah. and error. It I was think. cute, but not functional. Yeah. So did you, either of you have any build experience, kind of carpentry skills, electrical skills, or was this all just learn as you go? Yeah, I think before the bus, maybe some blinds, I think is what we, maybe <laughs> we, a shelf or two. Yeah. Um, so. Ikea sets, we could put yeah. those together <laughs> for um, the most part. But yeah, no, other than that, it was just YouTube University. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chuck from... Uh, Chuck. Yes, Chuck Cassidy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. His uh, Instagram. I think a lot. Yeah. Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube. Just pulling from those designs, and then yeah, how to how to do things. And I'll credit Ryan with most of the nitty gritty of the <laughs> electrical and the plumbing. That was definitely he figured all that out <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I really would like to understand your why. So what was the draw for you guys to go full-time in a bus? For me, it was kind of centered around the dogs. I feel like we were going to work, leaving the dogs for, you know, a very long time. And now, you know, she works remotely, so she gets to hang out with the dogs all day. When we get home, you know, we're not so tired that, you know, we can just go, mm -hmm. you know load the car up and take off and go wherever we need to go yeah it so. was nice to give them that that life and I think we're we've always loved to travel and sort of adventure and I think both of us kind of looked at each other and said we don't want to wait until we're you know retired and we want to enjoy it now when we're young and we can explore there's so much to see in the U.S., it's it's just wild how how long and lo longer and longer the list gets every day of things to see. And I think we didn't want to wait to to see all those things. And so we we just said, you know, let's let's go for it. It had been something we talked about for for a while to to do something like this, but we just decided to to go for it. Yeah. We're going to pause here and take a brief break to get a word from our sponsor. RV Destinations Magazine is the premier provider of nationwide RV destination articles, sharing stories about the places you want to see for yourself. Subscribe today for digital or their new print magazine at rvdestinationmagazine.com. Please remember that they have a discount offer code for RV Out West listeners. Just use code RVOUTWEST10 to receive 10% off a subscription. You can sign up on their website. Now, back to the show. What have you learned about yourselves since you've been on the road? <laughs> or each other. I was gonna... yeah, what have you learned about each other or yourselves? I mean, living in you know, a really tiny home. Oh, you know, yeah. yeah, it's a little over 100 square feet. Um, 
so really you have to move as a unit mm -hmm. um, you know to cook dinner to do stuff uh, you really have to be in tune with not only Lauren but the dogs as well mm -hmm. um, you know we've had a couple mishaps where you know you get headbutted by a dog <laughs> jumping on the bed or <laughs> or you know you go to move and they're under your feet so you really have to be a little bit more mindful and kind of slow down when you do things and then also you have to pick up after yourself yeah there's no more like oh yeah just leave it in the office room and you know we'll come to the living room it's kind of all one room yeah so. i've learned a lot about myself i think i think if you had met me 15 years ago and you said oh this person's gonna live in, in a tiny school bus people probably would have laughed and said absolutely not so I, I think for me learning, I was very much a, a maximalist kind of person. You know, I, I love to have things and, you know, that was, and, and, you know, I think I was very much on a path of, you know, you, you grow up, go to the good schools, get a good job, get this big high powered career and, you know, kind of fulfill that expectation. And so this is very, very different for me. And I think just learning to embrace what makes me happy and not what I'm supposed to do, throwing up some air quotes there, <laughs> I think has been probably the biggest thing I've, I've learned is just to, to, to do what, what brings me joy and adds value to my life. That's so, awesome. yeah. What's your tentative plans for the short-term-ish future? Well, right now it's to explore this beautiful area. Um, we've been here for about a week and the list is getting longer and longer <laughs> and longer. Um, so that's yeah, I think, I think definitely we're look at, we were looking at a way to get out on the water somehow, maybe a, a kayak or something, or uh, definitely want to see some orcas in the wild. That's definitely on my like top of my list for this area and then after this we really don't know um not going across country so something hopefully like in oregon or maybe a different area washington or something for but as the previous experience taught us things can change in a very quick amount of time one that dinner conversation <laughs> and uh so no we don't really know for sure but okay. probably something along those lines Let's transition a little bit now to the Pacific Northwest. You guys said you've been here about a week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what have been your initial observations about the area and the people? So working in a nursing home, it's very nice that I get to kind of jump right in and meet tons of people. And so far, everyone has been very nice. So nice. Yeah. Um, Everyone's so kind. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of figured that's how it would be, but it was really nice to kind of to see and you know to talk with um residents you know that i have to work with and, and you know it's it's just kind of cool like like-minded people yeah i think it the landscape I, I totally agree about the people the landscape is just stunning i think growing up in connecticut kind of near the shoreline i have always you know enjoyed you know the ocean and kind of the beach lifestyle from there and then being in Virginia you know the mountains I think is something Ryan has always been loved and I've loved too so here you get everything you get the forests you get 
the mountains, the ocean. It, it's just incredible that everything is just all in one place and you can be looking at the ocean, standing in a pine forest and then look up and see these incredible mountain ranges. Um, it, it's just a wonderful place. So we're, we're thrilled we get to explore it. So where, what have you seen thus far? I know it's only been a week, <laughs> but what have you seen here in the Pacific Northwest? Where have you been? What have you done? We went our first weekend to, oh, now, now I'm going to have to say names that I'm going to mispronounce. That's so okay. you're going to have to correct me. Um, okay. and, and a, Cordis? Yeah, good so, job. Oh, okay, there Cross. we go. Yeah. Got it. Um, so we went there. We went down through um, Deception Pass and saw all of that. We did the did Sam. Did you stay in the state park there? We didn't. No, that we, state park we is went awesome. through. Yeah, it looked really nice. So we're probably going to put that on our, yeah. <laughs> our list. We did um, the Samish. Actually, the first day we were here, we went to the Samish Island, I want to say. Samish Sea. Salish. Salish. There it is. Salish. Okay. And, um, oh, good. Ryan's bringing out the map here so I don't mispronounce everything. Samish Island? Yeah. Samish Bay? Yep. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, on our first day, we took Grayson, all the dogs. Grayson is our dog who loves to swim. And we got to see seals feeding out in the water. Oh, cool. Um, once we saw that, we got Grayson to come out of the water but um so we got to see seal sighting and then we went and did um what was the, where were we yesterday oh and Kamano 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 Island Kamano Kamano yeah Kamano <laughs> yeah that one yeah. <laughs> um and we did that yesterday and just kind of drove around the whole island um checked out the coffee spot you had recommended and just kind of enjoyed seeing some of the beaches and things like that there so just trying to get the lay of the land a little bit explore some of the areas so yeah any plans for other destinations in the pacific northwest that are feeling like a draw when the time is right what's on the list so right now we're waiting for the snow melt <laughs> yeah we definitely um, would do mount baker and north cascades, the north cascades. Yeah. Um, the road just opened it did nice oh, awesome. that's great and that's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful drive. The Cascade Loop? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Stunning. Definitely want to do yeah. that. Um, I'm a huge uh, trout fisherman, okay. so I'm ready to get up in the Alpine Lakes. I'm just ready to get out there. And, mm -hmm. you know, the rivers, I mean, there's so much mm -hmm. um, on that side. And then you go to the west side, and there's like she said, we want to go out on the water, mm -hmm. go see some wildlife. Yeah. And then you can go south into Seattle and enjoy some food. Yeah, definitely um, checking out Seattle, I think. We really miss seafood. Yes. We picked up some seafood from a local market here, and it was phenomenal. So we're definitely going to be grabbing some local seafood because definitely in Austin, the, the barbecue scene and the taco scene were phenomenal, but not a big seafood scene. So now up here we get to experience that and definitely ready for that and then i think we want to make our way around to um olympic and and get to explore that area because that is obviously a must see i think if you're if you're up in this area so that's there's a lot of things calling our name there is that's pretty exciting <laughs> it's pretty exciting is there anything else perhaps that you want to share just valuing experiences and time over things um you know, being in a small space with your partner, I think you 
just we enjoy it so much and I think we are lucky enough to get to do it and I think just doing what makes you happy and would you do a bus build again would you do another one what if you you know at, at this moment family no. grows and <laughs> you know, I don't think so I think you know I think people who convert will tell you that you just keep seeing little things that you want to upgrade so we might you know add there is a space in the bus to put in a wood stove so that is in the the long-term plan I think at some point um so I don't know if we would do a full <laughs> bus build again um you know we do plan to I think after doing it I think we particularly me and I'm sh- sure Ryan as well feel a, you're more capable I, what do you always say that you're more capable than you think that you are so I don't if the opportunity came I, I think we would not shy away from it but I don't know if we need to <laughs> need to delve into yeah like it's nice knowing like the learning curve is no longer there right right um, exactly yeah but um but yeah, so. <laughs> and where can people follow along on your adventures? Oh, we are on Instagram. That is our key platform. We don't really do any of the other ones, but we're at the Lost Llama Bus. And our dogs, of course, also <laughs> have their own Instagram. And they are at uh, Three Mountain Mutts. So. Oh, and I was going to ask. Yeah. Lost Llama Bus. There has to be a story there. What's the story? So there's not as fantastic of a story that one would think. Um, the Lost came into it because that's how we've typically explored places. We sort of just get ourselves lost. Yeah, that and sometimes we actually physically get and lost. And we do sometimes um, get actually lost. Even with GPS, we start chatting and realize that the turn was, you know, two miles ago. But we found that whenever we were lost, we always stumbled across or explored something really cool that we would ne- would have never landed on before. So I think that's where the lost came in. The llama, we just, I we love llama. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're such hardy animals. They're we, you know, they're they're pack animals. They live in these very extreme environments and they still thrive. So I think that was kind of a a good we hope a good luck to name the bus <laughs> but yeah so there's nothing specific that happened with it but that's kind of how the the names all all came together to to make the lost llama bus but it's it's stuck and then it's kind of been a good fit i think <laughs> wonderful <laughs> yeah well again you guys thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me i really thank appreciate you for chatting it. with mm-hmm. us we appreciate it we think what you're doing is so awesome so Thanks. you keep it up too I will. thank you <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. To help the show grow, please share with your RVing friends and family about this podcast. If you have an idea for a topic you'd like me to discuss, please contact me via rvoutwest.com. Our next full episode in two weeks will be the third installment of our new Destination Series episodes. In this future episode, we will drive high into the Cascade Mountain Range and share about a community that we love to visit. We will discuss our favorite places to eat, drink, hike, swim, and as always, where we love to camp. Now, get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon. Thanks so much for listening to RV Out West. 
Join us again in two weeks with our next episode. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you choose to get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And I sure would appreciate if you left a rating or a review of the show. Special thanks to Scott Holmes Music for providing the intro song, We Are One. RV Out West can be found on Instagram and Facebook where you can interact with us and follow along on our RV adventures around the Pacific Northwest. So get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon.